Have either of you ever seen a little movie called Akira? No. Yes. So. That's the one about the secret agent chick who, like, wears a scantily clad, like, super short skirt and is always going around seducing FBI agents, right? No. 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 I'm pretty sure that's Agent Akira. Like. Akira is an really old anime and manga now is it is it akira or is it akira well i mean it depends on how much of a white person you are okay personally i just like to call it akiri so akira the story of akira let, let me let me let me know if you've heard if, if this sounds familiar to what we're going through right now in, in society to be a joker real quick akira <laughs> the events of the movie start in the year 2020. Tokyo is hosting the Olympics. And the World Health Organization has warned them of a spreading virus so that they should delay or cancel. But they decide not to. And in so doing, a death cult sets off a nuclear bomb and destroys Tokyo. Now... Where are the Olympics being held this year? Uh, Russia, right? They won the they won the bid. They're being held in Tokyo. Wait, then what did Russia get? Did they get uh, did they get the Winter Olympics? Well, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I have a feeling I have a feeling they got a little something else. Okay. Now, what organization has informed Japan that they should not hold the Olympics this year? Let me stop you there. It's the World Health Organization. And what just so happens to be happening right now? That's right. The coronavirus is spreading throughout the world. A virus that supposedly was got from Canadian hands, fuck you, frog, what? by a death cult in China. And what is China next to? Russia. That brings it back to what you were talking about. That's right, folks. We are living in anime right now. Well, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. No, no, Mike, Mike, Mike. I got a problem with this, okay? Because every time I bring to the docket that I want to start a conspiracy theory like side podcast that we do upload like every other Wednesday to keep our viewers interested, you're always like, no, Moth, that, that's too much effort. I don't want to do it. We got too much. And you're over here like, oh, boy, guys, conspiracy theory time, Russian death hey, cults. Hey, hey, I told you at any time if you wanted to put your weird conspiracy theories all over this podcast, I'd perfectly fine. The only caveat is that me and Frog get to talk about how we're comrades. That's the only... That's no, the only, under no circumstance will I ever way. compromise this podcast for politics. Under no circumstance. That's well, pretty political. Uh, last week, we tiptoed around some conversations as not to avoid, like offend anybody. Mm. Like uh, This podcast offend people? Well, I wouldn't imagine. Here's the thing. like I, I'm okay offending people who like stuff like Konosuba or English dubs. I'm not okay offending people who come to this podcast not wanting to hear political stuff and then we piss them off because we get political. Well, it's a good thing then <laughs> that we are the We Have Coronavirus podcast. The only podcast that's violently ill. <laughs> Joining me as always is the Four Korg. What? The f- what? And the Mothman Prophecies. 
Yeah, have I ever actually, like, told you about that book that John Keel wrote? No, I just know a lot of people make fun of it. No, no, so The Mothman Prophecies was a book written by John Keel, and I bought it a long time ago, because I was like, oh man, you know, Mothman, great cryptid, this guy's like, he has six books all about cryptology and whatnot, like, and I don't mean, like, cryptology, as in the study of, like, breaking... Uh, verbal locks and stuff like that. You mean cryptozoology? Like, yeah, like cryptid, cryptography or something. And he is the forefront self-titled expert on it. And the Mothman Prophecies is basically a 400 page self-gratification fest where he consistently talks about how great he is for understanding how tone dial phones work. There's also like the part where there is that like, supernatural gentleman called like ingrid something that like fucking he's the only person who knows and he told him he's an alien and that his granddaughter can can like read minds or whatever that that fucking book is insane no like have you actually read the mothman prophecies or are you just pulling stuff out of your butt no no no. i'm not pulling things out of my butt i haven't read the book but i've watched you you have no idea I, i i grew up as a conspiracy nut and like well, I was, you are in the deep south, so you know. Yes, exactly. I, I've I've been like uh, around these topics for as long as I can remember. So experiencing like conspiracy nuttery is like in, it's inside my fucking blood. All right. So like I've never read the Mothman prophecies, but I know a lot about the Mothman prophecies. Now I got I got one question for you, Mike, and I got I got to tiptoe around this one because I don't want to give you an excuse to get political. But having lived in the deep south, how many of your family members shared that meme like five years ago when Obama was president and he was standing in front of a podium talking and behind him was just like a nicely decorated curtain and everybody was screaming that it was an Islamic prayer rug and that he was (laughs) pretending to be Christian? (laughs) Do you know what meme I'm talking about? Not only do I know that fucking meme, you're familiar with the the meme that resulted from that, right? Where people were trying to, to were like, the joke of, what's Obama's last name? Have You've heard that joke yeah, before, well, right? everybody knows Obama. Like, yeah, everybody knows that Obama's last name is 44. I, I, <laughs> not family members, but actual people I was friends with on, like, Facebook way back when Obama was going, like, being elected, unironically, like, posting, just w- wait till I figure out what his last name is. Like, 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 they, they, like, his last name's Hussein. It was like, oh, so crazy. Jesus Christ. I hate the South so much. It's, it's the worst. Frog, please adopt me. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. The South has crawdads. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And catfish, also... deep-fried catfish. Is there a thing you can do? Cat... Can you adopt someone younger than you? I mean, older uh, than you, yeah, I mean, you... older than you. As long as, oh, well, no, I don't uh, think so. Well, no, but if... Mike might actually be mentally impaired enough that you can. <laughs> that is true. I am highly autistic and, and barely functioning. Yeah. Speaking of being highly autistic and barely functioning, uh, I watched a little bit. Of the new Konosuba dub. Hey! Uh, so, technically speaking, I watched a lot of the first season's dub, and I watched the first episode of season two, which just came out. It's actually really weird. That show's from 2015, the second season, and it, like, just now got its dub, uh, for season two. Oh, let me... It's on Crunchyroll, and it's, 
It's really good. I I, I finally got to the succubus scene from season one. And that's like, yeah. That's actually when I dropped season one. Uh, oh, that was episode four. Dude, that episode's fucking awesome. Like I just, <laughs> I didn't get there. Uh, there, there's so he gets like a coupon to go to a succubus bar, and the succubus is like, "You can make your, we're, we'll give you a sexy dream. You can make it whatever you want." And he's like, "Can I, can I like do the legal shit in my dream?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, it's a fucking dream." And he's like, "Well, I go to fucking jail." He's like, "No, you fucking it's idiot." It's literally a dream. So, uh, the it's it's a really fucking funny episode and it ends with him uh the succubus that's going to give him the dream gets caught and he's uh naked uh about to fight them because he doesn't want to reveal to them that he wasted money on a succubus <laughs> but he but he doesn't want this uh, girl to just get killed so he's like okay I guess I'm going to have to fight you <laughs> I love that show that show is genuinely fucking hilarious. I might find and it funnier dub- now than I, more than I did the before. I, Dude, you should definitely go back and because when I watched it, I was in a so I was in a fun. like a really bad spot, so maybe I was just not feeling it. Probably, yeah. In fact, I convinced the dude on uh, on Twitter today to who was completely against Konosuba just because and he never watched it before. He was just like he even said the art style was. Like, uh, at Sword Art Online. What? It's like, what? Well, I mean, technically. No. <laughs> Not no, technically. No, 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 no. I would agree here. I would agree here. Unlikable male protagonists. That's not uh, an art style at all. That's nothing to do with art style. <laughs> unlikable oh, yes, female protagonist. My favorite protagonist. art style. Unlikable male protagonist. <laughs> unlikable male protagonist. Unlikable. Yeah. That's themes. That's nothing to do with, uh. Moth, like, like you're bringing up like that the characters are unlikable as if that's a negative. That's what no, the show's about. Man, this about hentai how and painting and stalking are too. The art style's too similar. They're horny. <laughs> actually, actually speaking, uh, I just I want to go on a quick tangent real quick before I go on about how bad Konosuba is. Um, what we was that already. one? What was that one? It was like Kanbaki and the Iron Fortress or something. It was the one where uh, uh, they were Kabaneri? on... Yeah, Kabaneri? Yeah, Kanamari, yeah, or something. I remember watching that with my wife, and she really enjoyed it. And I, I was neutral about it. I could I could take it or leave it. But the whole time I was watching it, it seemed super awkward to me. Because the art style was so close to early 2000s hentai that that's all I could think about the whole time I was watching. I was like... Mm. like, do you, know what the, do you know what I'm talking about, Mike? Yeah, the... I recently watched that, like, uh, probably four or five months ago. Uh, I do know what you mean. The The way that they, they do, they the, do shadowing. the blush. They do the blush on the skin yeah. that you see in all hentai. No, no, just, just the early weird. 2000 stuff. No, you see... No, dude, I've watched modern hentai, uh, regrettably. I don't like hentai. Hentai is bad porn. You guys should, like, have higher tastes. Uh, I've watched modern hentai. It's still there, dude. Really? Okay, okay. I'm not gonna say yeah, anything I mean, about it, but like, okay, go go off, King. You wanna you wanna like say for the bajillion time and be wrong about Konosuba? You go, you do you. No, it's just <laughs> it's there's there's parodying something and then there's glorifying something while you parody it. And Konosuba was glorifying everything <laughs> it parodied. No, it wasn't. Yes, it absolutely was. It's so like I kind of hate to go back to like the 1990s (laughs) when we had the children need to learn something when watching cartoon act, but like you know it was 
hey, you know, we have to we have to shove a message in for kids to be like, now remember, kids, doing drugs is bad. And Animaniacs parodied that, and it was clear to be a parody, like, hey, we don't enjoy doing this. Konosuba, on the other hand, is just like, oh, yeah, uh, fan service, uh, bad, or like, you know, this. And then they go ahead and spend oh. an entire episode glorifying it. No, at no point does the show ever say fan service is bad. What are you talking about? You what? fucking, you loon. <laughs> Although it's just the character. Like, what do you mean by glorifying the like, entire <laughs> succubus episode? Y- yeah, like that. That entire he, episode he go- glorifies it, uh, harems Glorifi- and edgy. Glorifies. <laughs> it, no, it, it do does. Do you think that episode was like porn is bad or something? Like that wasn't the point of the. Well, no, that, but like no, it every was, it was a gag episode. Well, no, but like everybody who tries to like get in my face about Konosuba is like. No, Kodosuba's really good because even though it's etchy, it, like, it makes fun of people who like etchy. Or it makes fun of this or this or this. I'm like, no, it, it doesn't. It glorifies everything you say it's parodying. It doesn't parody it at all. No, it, it's not parodying it. It's making jokes at those people's expense. It's a different thing. It is absolutely like, like not. Kazuma, and yet Kazuma, the- Kazuma, the main character, is a f- fucking idiot. He's a fucking like no, asshole. No, he he's is not. Of, he is everything. Oh, yeah, he's not incel an idiot, simps he's want not an to idiot. be. No, no, he is everything an incel simp wants to be. What? Oh, I'm what? I'm too cool to be with these girls. Oh, I'm surrounded by you. That's not what incels are at all. What? That, no, but it's, oh, that's it's like, like these, wrong on so many. No, it's levels. these incels like, who want to be the cool Sasuke character. That's, that's, that's who this n- is appealing to. It's not. That's no. not what an incel is. <laughs> And that's not what Cosma no. is either. Incel is Cosma is shown as being like a fucking loser. Yeah, Season but and yet he's, he's drowning in puss puss. He's not. So is he, <laughs> no, he's yes, not. He is. No, he Co- could smash literally anybody on the female Aqua? cast at any point. Aqu- the only one he could smash would be Darkness, and no. that's because they kind of have a thing. Literally, Aqua, any of them. Aqua is nothing but a drain on their financial resources. And everyone fucking hates her. Megamine is a child that is fucking useless. Oh yeah, and she's uh, always dry humping her staff. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, that happens in one episode. That happens all the damn time. I just watched this, you fool, you ignoramai. Like it's, you it's, fucking baby. No, I don't Cos- know what the show is to be honest. I didn't watch very much, guys. <laughs> Kazuma is absolutely everything a sad boy incel who kind of grew out of his Sasuke phase, but he's not really incel. wants to be. Incels aren't he's like li- that. That's not what incels are. Oh my! It's oh. like no, it's People who they project are- themselves as. They're like, I'm so cool. The reason I can't get poos is because I'm, I'm actually uh, misunderstood. What incels are the opposite of that? Incels, incels hate themselves. He- Look, dude, I'm on like four oh incel discords for the lols. And, like, they reach the point where they enter, like, the black pill, where they're like, yeah, no, they actually, I'm too good for all this. That's not it's what the black the pill is. is degenerate that is not, not what the black, what pill, the black is. pill is. Uh, oh, my God. No, they act- Please. No. I want to move on. <laughs> the black pill is way Moth- more depressing, and I don't Moth- want to talk about it. <laughs> Moth misunderstands the human experience. Next, let's talk about Dororo. Please. I oh like yeah, Dororo. an anime that we finished what two years ago. I and didn't now finish. Frog wants to talk about. Yes, we've been doing this podcast for fifteen years. Yeah, it's crazy. I just wanted to bring it up. I, okay, I started watching. Uh, uh, okay, go, go ahead, please. So I started watching Dororo. How do you pronounce it? Dororo. Bobo. Dororo. Bobo. Bobo. Dobo. Bobo. Bobo. Uh, yeah. Adobo sauce. So I started watching that way too late. I'm sorry, guys. Um, 
because we started this podcast after that season has started, I think. No, no, so, uh, the podcast mm-hmm. literally started and then came out like three episodes later. No, I'm pretty sure. No, no we started with the um, with the fall. No, the spring season, right? Of last year. I'm gonna don't be, remember. I'm, I'm pretty sure we started the front. spring season because our first thing we talked about, our, our first big thing was uh, Sarah's. Dororo was like three seasons ago. Oh, just, it was it was winter 2019. So no, we're talking we're talking about we're talking about Toy Story. What? No, that was episode four. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I didn't watch it because I just hadn't really been interested in it. But my friend brought it up and we started watching it together. And it's very good. Um. I'm about a little over halfway through right now. We're about episode 14, I think we just finished. Uh, so, it felt like you're on episode four- there was, is, is there going to be like a second arc to this or something? Or is it just kind of... No, no, it runs its course. Okay, because like, the first 12 episodes felt like its own self-contained thing. And then it might come back, loop to it later to like finish it. But for the meantime, we're just kind of dilly-dally with other stuff. I can't tell. Dude, wait um, till you get episode- to the spider episode. It's so that was, good. That was like one of the first ones. No, no, it was not. That's like episode, I think, 17, so. 19. Oh, is there another one? Okay. Yeah, there's there's another one with an actual spider waifu. Like, oh, so Well, good. yeah, that was like one of the first ones. No, no, no. Like, there's there's another spider waifu episode. Oh, okay. I, I guess there's more than one. He's just, at this point, Moth, in his delusions, are inventing characters. <laughs> because he doesn't want to admit that he might have the episode order. No, I'm pretty sure that episode, like... Six was the Spider Girl because like is it, is it the one where she uh, is planning to like eat this dude and moves in with him for a bit, but then she ends up liking him and then they run away. Yeah, but that was yeah. like the end of season. No, two. that was definitely not because I no, there's not that, first no, of all there's not. not a second season. <laughs> second. Well, it's it, any any time a show runs more than twelve or thirteen episodes, I just in my mind okay. go okay we're in Fa- season okay fair two. fair enough fair enough but no because <laughs> I haven't finished the show <laughs> and that was episode like four or five. No way, because that's it, when he started going through his, like, conflict arc of, like, maybe not all demons are bad. No, no, that was also episode five, and he didn't ever say that. <laughs> I, just, I mean, <laughs> at that point, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he doesn't say anything, because he doesn't have a voice. What is going on? Uh, I don't... So, have you have you gotten to the really great two-parter with the the lady at the temple? Um, Which lady at the temple? Do you mean Mio? The, the, yeah, the girl he falls Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was back in the first arc still. Basically, everything in the first half I've seen. So, yes, that was good. I saw him go that's, crazy, ragey mode. Uh, that, that episode's so fucking it's very the good. The one with My the antlion that takes his legs? Uh, one of his legs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the antlion takes that's, his leg yep. and he has to go get it back. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take it back. Leg. No. You stole my wife, stole show. my job, stole my virginity, and I'm gonna take it all back. I'm telling you, those antlions—they're coming from the south to take our jobs. That the crooks. They're hey, 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 hey! You can make impressions anyway. So, um, my favorite episode, I think, was either. Well, there's a bunch of really good ones. That one's really good. The one with like Mio, the one with um, where he meets his brother for the first time is really cool. Mm, that is. Uh, and I oh, like yeah. the one where you see Dororo's parents for the first time, too. Okay. Have you have you gotten to the wall yet? Yes, that's, again, that's the end of the first arc. That so. was episode 12? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I no. thought that's where it is. So we, the last one that, I saw, we well, I, I, the last one I've watched just today, actually, was, shoot, what was it? It wasn't super memorable, this one. There's a bunch of episodic ones in the middle here that weren't super great. But, uh, shoot, I'm actually, I actually can't remember what it was. It was a demon they fought. 
Oh no, really? sorry. I remember. I... No, I remember now. It was. I don't remember because it was kind of like half an episode. Because like uh, they set up this guy with like weird bug eyes, and there was like a weird uh, grub and moth monster. And then oh they... man, that was a great monster. I loved her. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a half episode, so I'll see what the conclusion is. Maybe the conclusion will be a lot cooler. But the first one was kind of just like, eh. but yeah. I, I do like that 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 two part episode. Yeah, I like sure the one good. where they were like, "There's a demon in the town. Kill that guy standing outside the town." And he's like, "Nah, miss me." <laughs> have you uh, have you gotten to the where they changed the opening? Because yep, not second opening. Good. Okay, here's the thing: the second, second opening, the song, eh, yeah, yeah, so whatever. I like the visuals though. I think they're fun. I think there's some fun visual stuff in there. Not it's not all good, but the action parts are cool. And I like the visual thing in the beginning where he's getting eaten by like bugs, and it's because it's a literal I mean, yeah, like symbolism of him cool, getting eaten alive by demons because they're eating his body. Is parts. the party over? Yes, yeah, so, uh, dude. I, for the I actually, was, no, I was, no, no, that's the second OP, right? The party no, is no, over. That's, that's the, the first, first one. You're insane, mom. I'm just <laughs> insane. Look, at some point, everything just kind of blends together in my mind. Um, <laughs> no, the first opening was that actually because like the first uh, I watched this with my friend Enzo and he, uh, Mike knows him, but um. Uh, for, for the first, man. for the first little while, we, uh, I, every time we started an episode, I would say, uh, let's get this party started. And then, <laughs> we, until the opening happened, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Dude, the party I would end. listened to that song outside of the opening. I have, I have some of the Japanese words memorized. I love that fucking song. That's a great song. song. I also like how in that opening they show, um, like the original art style Dororo in there. Like in the little mid, mid, mid sections. Cause the old, the old manga looks like, like Astro Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 so it's it's so it's we- old I love the manga. I love the manga. The manga is awful. It's also great. I love it. Yeah, but like the but there's little sections in the first opening where they show Dororo in like that mm-hmm. older style. It's just kind of a neat little nod. <clears throat> so I thought that was neat. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, manga and comics, uh, no, not no, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. We're not gonna <laughs> jump, we're not gonna make that jump yet. There's actually something I want to talk about because it's gonna be weird for you guys to hear me praise this anime. What's the anime? So I've been I've been watching an anime with my wife. We're eight episodes in now of a probably a thirteen episode series, and it it is everything I hate in an anime, and I cannot quit this anime. I cannot. I cannot think of what this is. It's Bofuri. I don't know that one. Mm, I don't know what that is it's, either. I don't want to get hurt, so I maxed out my Oh, defense. that's still going on? Oh, yeah, we, we've already talked about it. No, it's yeah. just, like, the more I watch this anime, the more it makes me just want to go download Ragnarok online again. Because <laughs> sounds it's like you just, got a nostalgia booner or anything. No, no it, is, it is the most nostalgic anime for Ragnarok online ever. Like, the secret dungeons, the cheesing boss fights, the stupid stat builds, like, everything screams Ragnarok online with me. And uh, honestly, she is how you do a Moe character. Like, she absolutely is. Like, I, I always complain about Moe characters because I feel like it's it's very fetishy and fanservice-y at the end of the day. But, like, she is actually just dumb. But dumb in a good way. Like, all of her friends support Wait. her. She gets along with everybody. Like, it, it's Frog. a... I doubt it's I think fetishy. He understa- I think he understands what, it, what a cute character is. But I mean, he she, likes... Like, um... What's but she, but she's. You can see her evolve in the game. Like she starts making smart decisions, and you see her like act in smart ways that are like, oh, she's understanding the game finally, while still cheesing it. Like she actually learns, she develops, she gets better. But yet, at the end of the game, she's still doing stupid cheesy things to break the game because that's fun. I want a Dark Souls anime that's like that 
except Dark Souls, because I like Dark Souls, and I don't like MMOs, because MMOs suck. I w- but Dark Souls I, is good. A, a Dark Souls anime would be really cool, because I'd get to see a, a lady with big old milkers. I, I hate that. I, that. That was in one Dark Souls, and that was actually a mistake. <laughs> like, the guy did not want to include it, but the designer was so, like, he's like, I'm so proud of this, and he's like, okay. Citation needed. Get, but, yeah. Big you, milky. Uh, the, big milky. The big chick, imaginary milky. The chick in the portrait, like the, the hologram or whatever. Yeah, uh, the, she, yeah, the no, hologram she, in Dark Souls. She, she is, a, she is an illusion, though. Uh, no, he's now he's talking about the the, the the dragon lady. No, yeah, with the Quinevere. toes. No, Quinevere Quinevere. Dark yeah, she she originally wasn't supposed to be in the game, or if she was, her design wasn't supposed to look like that. But okay, boom, so you know. so Moth has once again combined things together. <laughs> no, I have not. He's, Yes, yes, you have. You just talked about the portrait world. That's not where Guinevere is. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know, like, to me, the first two Dark Souls games are in the same thing to me. Like, they're the exact same game. Moth, are you thinking of the, the, the dragon lady that shows her toes? No, I'm not thinking about toes because unlike you guys, I actually have good fetishes. Are you referring mm, to Guinevere or are you referring to... I'm talking about big titty chick who sits on a lounge chair. Guinevere. Yeah, Guinevere. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, because you went off, like, combining shit again, and that's, like, the third time this episode. <laughs> no, I don't... I, well, I don't... I don't know if he didn't mind anything there. I don't know. Oh, now, there's... So, uh, I've seen, like, the first uh, three episodes or so by Fury. Uh, Bofuri? I just called it... Bofuri? The Shield Girl anime is what I've By Fury it. is fun. Yes, good shield hero. Good shield hero. Gotcha. Uh, and, uh, you know, I watched it for the seasonal episode that never was. And it's actually, like, really fun and really, like, not bad. Like, yeah. I watch a lot of, like, seasonal shows. And as terms of, like, a seasonal show, it is 100% watchable and fun. Yeah, it's it's a comfy anime. It's, it's what I consider yeah. an acceptable comfy anime. Like, much better than Girls Last Tour. Much better than we're in this club room doing stupid shit. Much better than, hey, I'm a girl who wants to travel the world with my friends. Like, way better than all that. I don't I, I don't know what the third one is. But I there should be an anime where they show off Dark Souls rolling. People who spam it are cowards. And then, I think that exists, but I don't know what it's called. It, it came out before Dark Souls, but it was about a club room full oh, of oh, nerds. Oh, it was Sword Art Online Season 2. <laughs> uh... Actually, that sounds more like one of the dot hacks. But uh, while, while we're going on tangents, can we can we talk about Hanako-san? What's that? Oh, toilet? That fucking yeah. toilet show? I didn't watch that. Dude, that show is so weird to me. I, I just... It is the most I bizarre anime like I've seen in a long time. And Doesn't it do Doro Hedero is going on this season. Doesn't it do this thing where it kind of structures it almost like manga panels? Yeah, it, it does. It does kind a lot of that. But it's... Um, you can definitely tell that it was written by a woman, and in a good way. But, like, there was a scene I was watching the other day where they're at the library, and one of the characters gets an upskirt of the main girl, and a lot of the times they'll they'll make the conscious decision to show you what the character's seeing at this point, and you'll see her upskirt. Well, it, it didn't. It just showed him look up and then, like, look away and almost fall off a ladder. And so, so I you actually, know, I you like know, that. Moth, how you have That's an visual irrational... storytelling right there. That's not what that word means. You need to stop. You need to no, it's, fucking. It's, I hate vis- you. it's visual storytelling, Mike. You're you're the demon. You are the fucking paralysis demon that sits on my chest at night and tells me about how fucking 
Kill a Kill's bad. I hate you. Kill a Kill is <laughs> awful. Haunt my fucking dreams and waking Kill your a Kill nightmare. Could have been You're so my good own if nightmare it didn't given sell flesh. itself to be a fan service anime. <sighs> What? Oh, so you know, so you, no, 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 let's not do it, okay? I don't even let's like Gilly Kill that much, but come on, dude. <laughs> no, it absolutely was a fan service anime. So you know, it was, how, you know, it's probably part of the has... whole like joke, though. It's ah, whatever. No, no, but you that's glorifying the irrational, thing. No, you know how Moth has an irrational hatred for Kill a Kill and would love it if it was gender swapped. That's exactly how I feel about Hanako because I fucking don't like the show i thought it was boring but if you gender swap those fucking characters i think it'd be cute as shit uh you know what i don't disagree with you but at the same time i enjoy hanako being a dude and being such a like a piece of garbage because this is a female writer and she's she's kind of really two authors and i don't know what their genders are She's hitting teenage janks really well. Like she, she really is hitting like teenage jank. And the thing is, the main girl is stupid, but she's stupid in like the Barbie Xbox like horse riding game sort of way, where it's just it's a girl who's living with princess fantasies and is being stupid about it even into her high school years. So I like it, and honestly, yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Hanako San could be good if the genders were swapped. But that's because you have a that, craving for bully girlfriends. Oh, you're so right. I I like mommy GFs. I like bullies. Oh man, I just don't. I just. I'm not. Uh, just kill me, please. Uh, I think they're ready to be anonymous. It's two people for the, who are authors, and they haven't. I don't know if they've revealed themselves. Hey, speaking of authors not getting proper credit because you don't know enough about them, uh, what, Moth, why don't you actually now talk about Comic Dub YouTube channels? This is the one I've been avoiding for 15 minutes now while I try to figure out where my mind is. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, we've been trying to figure out where your mind is for this entire recording. So we, uh, uh it, it's, it's, remember when there was that time where we had stuff like, uh, the Spider-Man Elsa house where like some dude was wearing like a wish costume and some chick was wearing an Elsa costume. And it basically just came down to like weird dry humping. And those YouTube channels were raking in thousands of dollars of profit because they just clickbaited the hell out of kids. Because honestly, who doesn't want to see Spider-Man impregnate Elsa? And kids don't know what this means. So they'll just watch it and they'll get a weird tingly kid boner. And I don't like talking about this, but that's what happened. <laughs> and, the, and, uh- those are the youtube channels those are the youtube channels that were getting popular and they're raking in like lucrative cash ip stealing um and nobody knew about it until i think it was like h3 blew the lid off and then critical jumped on it and pewdiepie jumped on it i think once pewdiepie jumped on it youtube went oh wait a minute our white supremacist youtuber who's leading the movement and i don't feel this way that's just what youtube said uh our white supremacist youtuber who's leading the movement says something's bad we need to jump on this and then that all got shut down. Well, there's there's another uh, there's another thing that's milking YouTube profits, and what it is is we have uh, fan fan comics. So uh, I've seen this happen to boxer hockey, which I don't know if you guys know what boxer hockey is, but it was what Tyson Hess did before he took over the Sonic uh, team. Like, do, do you do you know who I'm talking about? Not a clue. Yeah, I mean, I know who Tyson Hess is. Oh, Tyson, yeah, 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 yeah. Is. Yeah, so before he did, like, uh, before he did Sonic and, like, the Sonic uh, Mania stuff, he actually did a comic called Boxer Hockey, which was really good. So it doesn't matter if it's stuff that's original content, because Boxer Hockey was original content. 
It doesn't matter if it was VG Cats because VG Cats is pseudo regular content, <laughs> even though he hasn't updated in two years. Wait, wait, Tyson Hess did VG Cats? You're, you're no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like these these are the type of content creators that this is stealing from. Okay. And okay. then the third batch, uh, which has the least amount of grandest ground to stand on, unfortunately, is the fan comic creators. So to go over, uh, people like Flork of Cows, people like Boxer Hockey Tyson Hess, VG Cats, they create content and then people will take their content and they'll cut up the comics into slices and they'll voice over it for YouTube. So uh, I, I'm trying to find like a good example of this, like, the, and they'll they'll do stupid voices to it. So you have like a Flork of Cows comic. I, I really like the the the, the, the like the most like well known version of it would be the Sapphire dub of the Himdaz Persona comics. Yeah, oh, and those were good. Those were really good, and there were a lot of yeah. really good artistic liberties taken there. And in fact, I think it exemplified the work in a lot of ways because there was a lot of sound editing put in. There, there was a lot of work put in. A lot of these channels just word for word dub something, upload it onto their channel, and get a ton of those kid views. And so the the third group is the fan comics. So people are like, hey guys, I made my own comic about Pokemon and these Pokemon characters interacting and this guy ends up with a bunch of, uh, oh gosh, what is the ultimate waifu Pokemon? Uh, it depends on who you ask, man. Like, oh, come on. some people want to fuck Chandelure. No, no, who's the ultimate waifu? Uh, Gardevoir? Yeah, like, comic like a dude ends up in a Baneary? house filled with Gardevoirs and, like, cucks the father <laughs> Baneary, and then no. sleeps with the father, like... You know, and, and they have these fan comics they do that are technically IP infringement, but they're making so little money on it that the legal teams don't want to go after them. Uh, well, these people then take the comics, cut them up, put them on YouTube, voice them, and do like the bare minimum effort for it to be quote-unquote transformative content. And they upload it into YouTube and they get hundreds of thousands of views over weeks. And you don't think 100,000 views is a lot, but depending on how your content is classified... Uh, somebody told me something that like a thousand views can net you $15 and that's stuff like Ryan's world where it's uh, truly meant for children and it can market to everyone. I do not think that's a proper metric. <laughs> uh, a thousand hey, views, $15. No way. There's even no if way. It's, even, even if it's not like monetary, it's still like getting seen by people, which is spreading them around. So even if it's not no. that much, it's still doing well, no, and I, I do recall, because I worked for a friend who, or I, I had a friend when I was doing game journalism, where her whole job was to reach out to influencers at the time. It was like, JonTron was actually the big influencer at the time. Uh, she would reach out to them, and they asked them one day, they're like, so if you're not doing sponsored content, how much do you make per view? And he was something like, along the lines of like, a thousand views got him like $3. I think that seems and like a lot. Yeah, and you'd think that, but, like, depending on where your content sits on the monetary policy, like, if it gets rated for all ages, apparently it can be, like, $10 for a 1,000 views. And that's stuff like the truly sponsored content, like Ryan's World. Man, once we reach the level where I can monetize the podcast on YouTube... Oh, by the I way... what the actual rates are, I'm gonna blow your fucking ass out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Once we actually know these numbers, like, I will go, okay, you know, I was going off a of hearsay and whatnot... By the way, if Rage what Shadow are you talk- Legends... This podcast, we have examples of you just doubling down on not doing what episode <laughs> of show was adorable. Well, yeah, but this is something where, like, I, my opinion can cause a lot of problems. So I'm going to say, like, this is what Your I've heard. Your opinion causes me problems. I don't care, Mike. You're a basket case. <laughs> That's but, uh, you get fair. But, uh... It means it's not that Green Day song? <laughs> I hate you. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it! Now I hate the Zoomer! I hate you both! 
But basically, uh, so let's say this comic gets 100,000 views and they, they literally bust out one a day. Uh, and this has happened to my wife because my wife is actually a relatively popular uh, Undertale comic maker. Um, wow. She sometimes does like fan comics for Undertale. And her comics on her Twitter will get like, you know, maybe four or five thousand likes uh, on Tumblr and then like a couple thousand on Twitter. But then these videos get uploaded to this YouTube channel and they get hundreds of thousands of views. And like they link my wife to them. They're like, yeah, you know, we, we got this content from from my wife. I won't blast her name on this channel. Uh, we got this content from blah, blah, blah. And we're uploading it. I guarantee you they're making significantly more money than my wife is. Uh, and so it's, it's just so infuriating because it's like, well, what, what can she do? Because technically Undertale is owned by Toby Fox. So it's not like she can be like, Hey, this is my IP. What the hell? You know, like you're stealing my content because technically she's making fan content from somebody else's original idea. And so they get to sit in this moral gray area where they basically steal content from another creator and it's it's like at what point are you no longer glorifying somebody else's work and at what point are you stealing their work to make money i don't think there's as much of a as of a gray area as you would assume like if i draw a uh, pikachu and it's it's not a trace it's it's my own art like shitty art style because i'm not a like artist it's my drawing of pikachu it's not what act it's not like that is not what pikachu looks like it's my own art style so I would own that p- picture of Pikachu. And if I wanted to upload it officially somewhere and make money off of it, I could call him Polkacham. <laughs> and it would be fine. Uh, same like with your wife. I've seen her. I mean, we've all seen her art style. It's the podcast image. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that was also, she's so mad at that one. What? Uh, because she's like, well, you know, got to realize, like, when we asked her to do that, the podcast image, like, that was a job for a graphic designer or an actual logo maker, which my wife is not. She does not work with vectors when she draws her pictures. Um, so she was like, I'm doing this because I love you. Leave me the hell alone. <laughs> so, like, that is that is by far not her best work. But it's like, this is also not work that she's suited for. Right. But, but like, I could not sue her if she posted it herself and say, that's my face. Like, I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Like, like I totally think, like, I know that someone could say it's fair use because they're they're dubbing over the comic, and to an extent it would be, but that's where the gray area holds. I don't think it has anything to do with who owns the, the rights to the art, because obviously the artist owns it. It's more about... Did did they do did they do the fair use like bare minimum? Because there's a bare minimum you need to do for fair use for it to to qualify in America. And and um, sure, and it's a very yeah. very blurry line. Yeah, it's yes. it is very much a blurred line. Anyway, stop um, it! That no, that song is banned. How is that song banned? It's cringe. It's about rape. <laughs> it's also just cringe. I, I, it, it sounds like me, like you're just trying to put a liberal spin on things here, Mike. Like, let's not jump to conclusions, okay? <laughs> what? What impression what, what, is this? What voice? I don't. What is this? Who is that know. even? I don't is even. That, is that is that is that your Ben Sharpie man? I don't. I don't know. I was just trying to be like a generic like. That's the worst pencil I've ever heard on the spectrum. Like, it, it, it sounds more like liberal propaganda. No, that's is more that like Nixon. Be... I give up. That's just supposed to be like Alex Jones, like <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. No, if I was Alex Jones, there'd be more like table slamming going on. Like. <laughs> and if I was trying to do Glenn Beck, like I'd be sobbing into the microphone right now. 
<laughs> I love Glimbeck so much. He's he's a precious little bean. Uh, it's I, I actually uh, I don't want to get into politics, but let's just say I like anybody the moment they leave Fox News. <laughs> Fair. Although I guess they like some people leave Fox News for like bad reasons. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let's we're we're done with that though. But like going back to my <laughs> wife's comics and just comics like this, like there are a lot of people who it, it's and it's just my wife is like great. These guys have hundreds of thousands of views, and let's let's look on the low end of the spectrum. Let's say they make three dollars per thousand views because and apparently I feel like that's, that's still the high end. But no, that's that's very much the low end from what I've heard. Um, for for one thousand, I've heard I as like little for... as fifteen cents for every one hundred. Yeah, I don't know. See, I... I've I've I, I heard that too, but that also depends on how many subscribers you have. I, I heard like there's different subscribers it? ranks, different things. All right, let's say let's let's just do this. Let's say they're getting let's... What, a buck fifty per thousand views. Sure, you, you for, sake, for sake of example, go, shoot, just go for it. And you know what? That's too much math for me. So let's say two dollars. Okay, we say sure. two dollars. Fine, go for it. Okay, <laughs> if you want to go easy, whoa, whoa, just make it a hundred. Two hundred is a little too much. Two dollars is a little too much. All right, let's do one eighty five. <laughs> Wait, that's again math. You don't like that's harder math. math. All right, but let's say two dollars for a thousand views. So yeah, okay. at ten thousand views, they make twenty bucks. I think at so, yeah. two hundred thousand views, they make two hundred bucks. Right. Some of the and, and and also bear in mind that like if a video is ten minutes long or if a video is twenty minutes long, that a thousand views can equal more money because I how many ads on, you drop? Yeah, it depends on how it's, many ads you actually put in the video and yeah, watch so like, time. Yeah, so. Let's say they do the bare minimum, which is like four minutes, which is not unheard of, or like two, three, four minutes. But they borrow from this huge net of content creators so they can open up a comic every day. Let's say their video gets 100,000 views. A lot of their popular stuff gets like up to 600,000 views. A lot of their less popular stuff, maybe 8,000 views, 80,000 views. So, but, but let's say every video they're ever going to make is going to get 100,000 views. That okay. is $200 a day, in my opinion, stealing somebody else's work. I don't know this is a weird topic because like you're adding onto it right mm-hmm. you're adding like substance of, like, to it but, you're, I, but I, I do think it's kind of weird to be profiting off something someone else made in a sense but it also i think in the bare minimum that these people have a responsibility to credit the original work well that's, yeah that's and, and they the do minimum. that so that they can do the bare minimum but my wife was like she was actually looking and she's like i've had because she has a shop that she sells stuff on and she was like, one day they uploaded a video and I saw that it had like 50,000 views after a few hours. Uh, I had a couple extra likes on my comics, but my store didn't budge at all. Like, mm. a lot of people well, yeah. don't check the video description. Like, and, and she wasn't saying like, people aren't buying my merch, I'm angry. It was more like the, the traction I'm getting from somebody taking my content and re-changing it. Uh, is is not significant in my opinion for what they're doing. Like, because let's say they're making two hundred dollars on these videos every video they upload, and I mean this is stuff where you literally cut a comic up and add sounds to it and scroll the camera. I can't imagine it's that hard to do. Fuck, I, I did it not that long ago with a tweet on Twitter. Yeah, how long did that, that take you? That took me probably an hour and a half's work. Okay, so let's say, like, let's say they work a full eight-hour shift doing that. Mike, if I told you you could get two hundred dollars a day working eight hours a day, would you would you take that? Right? Sounds now? like shit. I'd suck your dick right now. Wait, hang on. Yeah, no. Like, oh no, I, th- I thought about that. Never mind. That's a lot better. Yeah, that's that's twenty-five dollars an hour. Yeah, no, no, I, I didn't th- count it right. Never mind. 
And you think about like some of these channels, they get the residual views. So after the 100,000 views are over, over the course of two years, let's say like they, they probably then have another 300,000 views at the end of it by the time that video stops raking in cash. So like these guys have an initial income and a ton of residual income. I guarantee you some of these guys are making more money than my wife is off of her content. And I'm not trying to yeah. make my wife the center of the focus. It's just that is my ground zero is I have somebody who this stuff is quote unquote being stolen yeah. from. I say so the solution is to do away with monetary value and appreciate all iterations of a given work. I yeah, just think I just think every single person. But that's not the world we live in. Right? A, so there should be a fan comics union. We should start a fan comics uh, artist union. <laughs> that's, or that's better yet, we could start a fan uh, comics artist co-op. Actually, and, a lot uh, of these people survive by staying under the the content they're stealing from's radar. Because, like, I guarantee you, the moment you get popular and you do a Disney comic, you're dead. Well, I don't like, know about that. The mouse will come to your house and shoot your kneecaps out. Well, one of my favorite, like, I watch a, a channel that does something similar to this called The Comic Storian every now and again. But they do it with Marvel and DC Comics. They, they're they not, that's a big channel. That's, they're not flying under anyone's radar. How are they not getting shut down? Because that's, like, that's Marvel. That's owned by Disney. Like, it's the Marvel, mouse baby. should be... They should it's be mild. breaking in their kneecaps. I couldn't tell you. Unless like, they don't I, I, monetize those videos. Like. They monetize the shit out of those fucking videos. Trust me. They must, have a, they must have a content split deal or something. Here's the thing. I think ideally, I think it's great to like make variations and modifications to art and we can like appreciate it in different ways. I think that's all really great and fun. But I do understand that it can be frustrating for people who like um, feel like they've been... Not robbed, I guess is the wrong term, but feel like they've been almost cheated out of, like, fame that could have been theirs, I guess, is kind of the idea here. But it's like, that's a, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird stance to take, I guess, because I don't, I don't know where yeah, I, I mean, stand this, here. This is the gray area, because these people, they are adding to the original. Yeah, because I, 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 I understand people who'd want to, like, see it in different variations, and I also understand people who'd want to kind of be compensated for the original work they did in the first place. It, it, this is why, this is, I don't know, this is the system we live in, I guess, right? It kind of fucks people over inherently, but... Well, it's, we live in a society. We do live in a society. Well, I, there is another content creator I know uh, that I met through my wife, who gets approached by these channels. Occasionally, these channels are nice enough to approach the content creators and say, hey, can I fan dub your comic? And that person goes to them and goes, okay, let's see, they have less than 100,000 subscribers. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Go right ahead. But then they go to these bigger channels, like the ones that you know have, have taken pretty much every single one of my wife's comics. And I'm like, hmm, you have how many hundreds of thousands of subscribers? And they come back to them, they're like, well, you could dub my comics, but what's the split going to be? Is it going to be 40-60 in your favor? Like, what is it? And they will never get an email back. They will never get a response. Like, the moment they ask to be recom like recompensed for it, they just disappear. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's, that's to fair me to tells ask, me how. Well, no, those to me tell me how sketchy those people are. Because, like, the moment they have to be even a slightly bit responsible for, like, what they're taking, they disappear. I mean, they probably just don't want to pay. Yeah, ex yeah, well, that to me is sketchy. It's like you're already stealing their content. The least you could do is like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not for it. I don't know. I don't know much about this to be honest, and I think it's a problem with the system and rather than the people. But I don't know. Yeah, because no, no, money is said, too valuable. Now, like, I could, I could go and I can like redub Sonic Boom 
and I can just like do the famous Shadow Sonic scene where it's like, "You're surprisingly fast for a cheetah." What? And Sonic's like, <laughs> "I thought cheetahs are supposed to be fast." And Shadow's like, "Maybe for you." Yeah. All right, that'll be two hundred bucks, guys. Have you seen that uh, Sonic fan dub of like uh, Sonic O Six? Yeah, I love that thing. <laughs> Wait, I, was it 06? I thought. It, yeah, well, he, it was well, there 06. was an 06. There was, was a Sonic Adventure two. They did a bunch of them. It was a good one. Anyway, I'm gonna piss all over you. It's so fucking pissed on Shadow the Hedgehog pissed on my wife. That was, yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, but but like they added sound effects. They added like laser noises. Like some of these comics, I'm not kidding you. When it's like, well, oh, you got to be a dick like that pause and then like maybe you'll hear like the sound of footsteps to apply the characters moving and then it'll be like well hey guys how you doing today it's just literally voiceovers yeah it's like okay sure and if somebody's learning to be a voice actor and they're using this as inspiration i'm okay with it but the moment i see an ad reel i'm like wait a minute i don't know man I think people should be able to make money off the work they do. And that includes the artists and the people doing the voices. If only we could devise a system in which both people could be fairly compensated for their work. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Korean films and a special little trilogy I watched. Okay, Who's Korean this? films, go. <laughs> go. So, go. <laughs> Go. Pick up the pace, so Mike. We got a are... fucking quota run here. <laughs> yeah, we got we got hour and a half. That's as much as I can deal with you guys every two weeks. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so you guys are familiar with uh, Parasite, right? It won the Oscar for Best Picture. Tangentially. And the entire internet fucking lost its god dang mind. Well, okay, but here's my problem, Mike. <laughs> Korean culture <laughs> is already eating up American media. Like, Psy made the most popular YouTube video of all time with Gangnam Style. <laughs> BTS is stealing our girls. There's no more white girls for me, Mike. I can't get a white wife because they all want to fuck Korean twinks. And now, in my uh, white Oscars, when Joker is supposed to win, <laughs> Joker... Joker is supposed to win. It it talks about the haves and the have-nots. It talks about being a minority, Mike. Mike, the haves and the have-nots are in the Joker, and it didn't win the award, Mike. Mike, it needs to win the award. And scene. So I didn't watch Parasite. Oh, yeah, because I have no money, and uh, I literally have $5 to my name. I've been waiting on that tax refund, boys. Ooh. Uh... uh I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but I did decide to watch um, Park... Park. I don't remember his name. Parks and Rec. Parks, Parks and Recreation? Something. Yeah, Parks and Recreation, that's his name. Uh, I decided to watch his other movie, uh, his last one that's on Netflix, called Snowpiercer. It's oh, actually uh, like... Is that the one where they eat the roaches? Yes. Yeah, I like that one. And it's got that yeah. really long train fight scene in the in the caboose, like where they're just yeah. like brawling. Yeah, I love that movie. That movie's fantastic. Wait, wait, that was made by the same guy who did Parasite? Yeah. Why the hell did he do Parasite, dude? Like, he was really great at choreography. Like, why make a drama? Because it's good. Wait. wait. No, dramas are trash. Excuse you. Joker's a drama. Snowpiercer is a drama. (laughs) Snowpiercer is literally about a micro-society. Oh, my God. No, it's not. It's an action comedy. No, fuck you. Fuck you, Snowpiercer. It's an action comedy. Snowpiercer is literally about how an upper class is fucking, like, holding down a lower class. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with a bunch of people would be freezing to death if Jeff Bezos didn't take them in and put them on their train. Yeah. 
You nailed it. The move. Oh, it's and it's also about how the fucking poor people can conspire uh, can conspire with the upper class in order to keep them down. I hate you so much. Anyway, it is nothing like that, Mike. You are projecting your feelings onto a comedy action the, film. The leader of the poor people at the back of the train was conspiring with the leader of the fucking rich people at the front of the train the entire time. What the way you want? Economics, Mike. Learn basic economics and eat the bugs. So I watched that movie and it was really good. <laughs> uh, and it got me, it, it reminded me that there are a whole bunch of cream movies that I haven't watched yet. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, I tried to find out where they were and I couldn't find them anywhere. And then I remembered the Super Best Friend cast. Oh, sorry. Formerly Super Best Friend cast. The mm. Super Beast cast had a, uh, a thing where the, uh, Shudder had partnered with them. And if you use their promo code, you can get an entire month of Shudder for free. And as it turns out, four movies were on Shudder that I've been wanting to watch. even Shudder? Like, I'm kind of curious. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like a uh, Netflix for horror movies, I think. Yes. Shutterfly. It's really good, actually. See our stunning new collection of cards, photos, books, and more. Uh, not Shutterfly. <laughs> okay, it's Shutter with uh, D's, I think. No, yeah, D's. Like Okay, Shutter, 2008, directed by Miyasaki Ochai, uh, uh, with Joshua Jackson, <laughs> Rachel Taylor, James Kaisen, Maguni Okini. No. A newly married couple discovers disturbing ghostly images and photographs they develop. Literally, if you Google Shutter, it comes up. You're just lying. <laughs> I'm literally Googling Shutter <laughs> With D's? Oh, Shudder, classic horror, free trial. There you go. I don't know, man, but I could get my face on this coffee thermos. So, like, <laughs> who's really winning here? So, yeah, I watched uh, The Wailing. That was the next movie in my Korean escapade that I watched. Have either of you... You Probably neither of you have watched this movie. Nope, I'm not a big movie guy. You know this. Yeah. Man, I really man. need to get into Shudder because, like, I love campy horror films. Oh, it's like, oh, dude! Shutter is filled with it, dude. It's awesome. Now, actually. now let's let me let me clarify here, and it's let only me, like four bucks a month. Let me we're sponsored let me clarif- now. Let me let me clarify yeah. here. I'm not one of those basic white chicks who put like black eyeliner over their lips. Who's like, oh my gosh, I love serial killer documentaries on Netflix. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like legit, my first R-rated movie was Starship Troopers. Like I'm in it waist deep. Like love me, real good horror. Down uh, when not you're, it's not like more like a like, campy action movie. When you're yes. eight years old, Starship Troopers is tall. That's like, valid. It starts with a dude getting cut in half. That's valid. Yeah, but when I was eight years old, The Nightmare Before Christmas is a horror movie. <laughs> it still is. That duck haunts me to this day. Are you, you're talking about the doctor, aren't you? He's fucking no, creepy out too. The duck. No, the doctor just feels homely to me because I'm German and he's great. He fucking remember that seal out. from Pingu. <laughs> Yes, I never watched Pingu. Oh, I watched the shit out of Pingu. It's so weird. It's uh anyway, The Wailing. The Wailing is such a fucking weird movie because it's it's basically about this Korean guy. Because like I said, all these movies fucking Korean. He's a police officer, and he's in the small community, and people are are being turned into weird, violent zombies, and he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, and the entire community blames it. On the new uh, Japanese uh, uh, person who'd moved into the area recently. And it's it's a movie about, you know, everyone's being racist against this Japanese guy. And that's fucked up. And then, like, at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, the Japanese guy isn't doing it at all. What We were all bigots the whole time. See, I kind of hate that. Uh, wait, 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 like... wait, 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 wait. 
And then the next twist is that no, the Japanese man was literally Satan with cloven hooves and everything. Oh man, that's like the Vavitch. It's, it's so, I hated it. I was like. No, that's amazing. Like, that's no, a great need, double twist. Moth, you need to understand, that last twist is like in the last minute of the movie. It no, that's amazing. I love that twist. That's a great twist. Earlier in the movie, he was running for his life, bleeding, and he fucking falls off a cliff like, and dies. Yeah, Satan will do anything to convince you that, like, he's not the devil. Like, this is great. I love this. That's an amazing twist. It's so fucking, it's, it's, it's a good movie until that part, and you'll no, probably No, that love sounds it like that sells it at the end. So That's after like, I watched The Wailing, which is a movie I did want to see for a while, I then decided, you know what, I should watch a trilogy of films that Wait, wait, are... wait, have we spent the last ten minutes talking about boring crap, so now we can get to what you want to talk about? The, I mean, I, 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 hey, I needed to run you through what I watched. Okay, now I've got to talk about the, the fucking centerpiece. Have e- okay, I know neither of you have watched, you know, the the main like the 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 bookends to the trilogy. But have either of you seen a movie called Old Boy? I've heard of uh, it. Which one? The a Korean one, you jackass. Okay, well there was another one with like Liam Neeson. <laughs> yes, but I'm talking about Korean films. You're talking about the one where he eats the octopus live, even though he was a vegetarian when he filmed that scene, and how that dude managed to stomach it was beyond me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's oh man, that fucking movie's so good. But yeah, so the there's there's a trilogy of these films, and basically the idea of the trilogy is they're movies about revenge and about like how fucked up revenge is. Except there for the is last absolutely one. nothing wrong with revenge. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. So the Once first movie again, in the trilogy, not liking revenge is liberal propaganda. Revenge the like from Minecraft. Movie, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is the first movie in the trilogy, and it's the hardest one to fucking watch. Uh, Now, when you're saying hard to watch, are you talking, like, hard to watch in the same way that, like, uh, Hostel's hard to watch, or hard to watch in the same way that Midsummer's hard to watch? Yes. And I'm not saying, I'm not like, there's no clarification. Yes, both of those. Okay, because Hostel's hard to watch because you literally watch a dude get his Achilles heel snapped. Uh, there's a scene in, uh, God, there's scenes in all these movies where shit like that fucking happens. Oh, oh fuck, I'm trying to, like, what's the best example? The first movie, like, the first movie in the trilogy is genuinely, completely and utterly fucked up. It destroyed me emotionally for, like, I, I, you, you I've been, like, sad posting for a while now, and it's because I watched that first movie. Did like, you it, sad it, post because you sad post? Yeah, but, like, I usually keep it to myself. After I watched that movie, I was legitimately drained emotionally. It's so fucked up. Like, it's a, okay, it's about a death guy who gets, uh, a death mute guy whose sister has pancreatic cancer and she needs a, uh, fucking, um, a, 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 a pancreas, or not a pancreas, it's a kidney, actually. She has kidney cancer. Uh, and she needs a, a kidney. So he decides that he will sell his, trade his kidney and, uh, $10,000 for a kidney for her. And, okay. uh, uh, in so doing, uh, he gets fired from his job. He loses his ability to make money. Uh, but he, he gets the kidney for her. And then the fucking, uh, the doctor is like, all right. And the operation is going to be $10,000. And he just spent the last of his fucking money to get the kidney. 
Right. Uh, turns out the entire thing was a fucking scam. Um, then he decides, well, how am I going to make money? And his, and his communist girlfriend is like, hey, what if we kidnap your boss's daughter and use her for ransom money? And then they do that. And it, it just keeps fucking going from there. So the, his fucking, his sister finds out that this little girl that they, that's been staying with them was kidnapped. And so she's like, oh, this is kidnapped, so you get money from me? Well, uh, please send her back, and then she fucking kills herself. <laughs> and it, he decides, well, I have to go bury her where, she, where, where I always said I would bury her, next to the river we grew up at. And he takes her and the little girl with him to go do it, and the little girl gets out to go look for him while he's burying her, and she falls into that river and drowns to death. And then the, the fucking, uh, and they had no plans to kill her. They treated her like, like, like their own daughter. And then she just, you just see her lifeless body in the fucking river. It's so fucking, the like, genuinely awful. And it, it, and then at this point, an hour into the movie, the actual main character is revealed and it's the, the fucking father. And he now has to go on a journey of revenge to track them down. And, and torture them for ruining his life. But also, while they're doing that, uh, the, the deaf mute guy is tracking down the people that stole his kidney and, and basically, like, like, caused this whole, like, you've heard of, like, the, the, the phrase, uh, a, a, a comedy of errors, right? This yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. this That's fucking this entire movie, podcast. this fucking movie is a tragedy of errors, cause, Every single thing that happens in Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm trying to and, think of a movie where that happened, where it's just a train wreck every step of the way. And and every single fucking character gets it. Like, all of them. There's No, no one survives. It, it, it's Actually, so, like, you know what? I kind of want to watch this movie now, because it sounds like so good. No, it is fantastic. I love this movie. Like, I, it, it affected me, like, it made me, like, filled with dread, but I, like, I enjoyed the entire watch. Like, it's so I, fucking good. I think I've only had one thing that's emotionally destroyed me in, like, my entire life that was a film. And, and not even a film, it was, like, I've been reading Hyperion, like, the Hyperion series lately. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, it's six chapters, but each chapter is, like, four hours long. And, like... After the end of the fourth chapter, I kind of just curled up into a ball, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm driving. And so, like, I pulled <laughs> off to the side of the road, and was like, damn, that just messed me up. So I then, af- you- oh, after that one, uh, there's Old Boy. Which okay, you- which everybody knows, so we can skip it. Old Boy is fantastic. Like, it's genuinely great. After uh, that, it, it goes... Fu- the last fucking movie in the Vengeance Snow trilogy... Snowpiercer. No, it's a movie called Lady Vengeance. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking weird. Okay, so the first half of the movie is like a Kill Bill-style montage of this woman who is wrongfully put in prison, who gets out, like, 13 years later, and, like, arranges uh, inmates that she lived, like, was in prison with to, like, do a heist where they, like, kidnap the guy who put her in prison. And then the last half of the movie... Is, is this guy who, who put her in, who, who like wrongfully had her put in prison. He, what he does is he kidnaps people. It, it, them, like there's story elements that fit with the, uh, the, uh, original, uh, Mr. Vengeance. Uh, he, this guy kidnaps kids to, for ransom money, 
but instead of sending them back like like they wanted to do in the first movie, he just like kills them and dumps their body somewhere once he gets the money. It's it's really fucked up. And he's done this with countless families. And all the just this one time that he was caught, he used her as a scapegoat so she went to prison. So the last half of the movie is she gathers up every single family that he has like ruined for uh to get money and the whole reason he was trying to get money is just so that he could fucking buy a yacht like it's it's really fucked up oh i love that that's so good and the last half of the movie is them torturing him but there's like there's no like moral it's not a bad movie it's just kind of all over the place there's no like moral message or anything like the other two uh, it, it has like really good cinematography, but like, if you were going to watch these movies, eh, you could probably skip Lady Vengeance unless you just want to see. See, that sounds like the one I want to start with. It's not a bad movie. Um, I don't know. It's a, it, it's the most boring of the three though. That's the thing. Uh, there's a lot of just like characters talking and then flashback scenes, a lot of flashback scenes. And then also a lot of talk about like wanting to fuck the 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 main girl. I mean, yeah, she's pretty hot, but like everyone wants to fuck her. It's so it's really kind of like girl with the dragon tattoo style. Yeah, actually, pretty okay. similar to that. All right. Well, now this has been the We Hate Anime podcast, and uh, we're gonna take it over to you, Frog. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The podcast is over now. Frog, tell us more about <laughs> stuff on the podcast. Damn, you got me. Well, dude. no, it's 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 Frog has been out of the conversation. I, I have last nothing to say, minutes. bro. Like I. Uh... <laughs> Frog, sure talk about netcode. Yeah, tell talk us about, about netcode. Netcode. Oh yeah. So I mean, this this is like something that everyone's already heard about. If you know anything about fighting games, so it's not really the super. I, no, I'm, I'm not breaking any spaghetti code. Netcode. Spaghetti code okay. is something completely different. I see. It's just uh, this is bad coding. Usually, uh, is what that refers to. But netcode is specifically like uh, you know, like the code that have, that you that people are using in their games in order to you know connect people to online matches. You know. Okay. That's you know every yes. every online game has it. It's just some kind of netcode, and uh, what boils down to for fighting games is there's two kinds of netcode that are, like are dominant, right? There's two major kinds. There's uh, delay based netcode and rollback netcode. So delay based is what it sounds like, right? Um, okay. When you play the delay you have between the serv- uh, between like you and the other player peer to peer, like you know based on distance and like internet speed, that it will the game will just uh, try and be that many frames slower for you. So you could have a five frame delay on a game, and every input you do will come out five frames later than you than it would if you had no frames. Um, so that's delay based, and mm-hmm. that can be a big problem for people with bad internet because their internet can fluctuate up and down with Wi-Fi. Um, well, I mean, and you know, it'll like be really weird and wonky uh, from large distances. It makes it really impossible to play with some people. Like, in, what you're gonna tell me you can't play with 16 frames? Uh, with 16 frames of delay, I would want to kill myself. <laughs> I want to kill myself with no frames. Look, man, the like. average human eye can only see twelve. That's not frames. what that means. So, so <laughs> what are you? This. What are you doing, man? This is not the same thing. No, you can only see twelve frames. So, like, why? Why sixteen? A problem? If Actually, it's more like interpolated 70. anime is the best way to watch it. <laughs> Anywho, uh, what was I saying? Shit. So yeah, but like so from, that- from a long distance away, you can get a, a big frame delay. Like if you try to play someone overseas with delay based netcode, it can really be fucky. And that's okay. and that's no good. Uh, the other it's it's good for people who are very close to each other though, and people like I play with some friends uh, in the like more northern U.S. and people in Canada uh, fairly pretty well with delay based games. And the other big one, which is 
hopefully going to be making more of a, of a of a surge, I guess, in more games is called rollback. And can you have, can you guess what that means? Can you just guess what rollback actually means? Uh, I actually don't know. No, no, like I, I'm kind of curious. Let me know what what is rollback. Okay, so okay, so that's fine. Uh, rollback basically is a smart netcode thing that makes it so the the engine or the server or whatever. I'm not sure if it's the server. I think it's still peer to peer, but the game will predict your inputs in order to kind of make the connection faster. So it'll like see like oh he probably he's probably going to do this here, and uh, if he doesn't, we'll roll back the game a couple frames to to correct it. Okay. So, okay. when that's implemented poorly with a bad prediction, Won't that cause like stuttering though. That's the thing. When it's implemented poorly with a bad prediction algorithm, it can cause a lot of stuttering and fuckiness. You know this because if you've played Street Fighter Five, it runs on bad rollback netcode. <laughs> Which well, Street Fighter Five is a bad game. Any game where you can spam block is going to be a bad <laughs> fucking game. spamming block. Is such a funny meme. Anyway, um. <laughs> So yeah, but like uh, that game has pretty bad rollback netcode. If you're, it, it's it's kind of has similar problems to, to delay based. If you're not close enough, it's gonna be a big problem. So it's it's effectively a bad use of, of rollback because it doesn't really make it any easier to play with people who are far away, um, which is kind of the whole appeal of rollback netcode in the first place. Um, a good rollback netcode game, Skullgirls. We're all know Skullgirls, right? Skullgirls. Has, yeah, Skullgirls is the game that won't go away, no matter how many times I want to forget about it. But suddenly, <laughs> I get Big Band playing Cruel Angels Thesis Let's on go. my YouTube recommended. Yeah, surprise! Fucking moth hates the game that's filled with lots of women. Skullgirls, yeah, is a fantastic. I feel game, bad beating women. Uh, anyway, Skullgirls is a fantastic game. I feel good. Yeah, same. Love beating me some women. Anyway, fantastic game. I I, I can't play it for shit because it's really hard. But it's a fantastic game, and it, it, I've played with people from like my friend from Brazil, and we get fantastic connection in that game. It doesn't it doesn't need to be close at all. But if I open up Unist, my favorite fighting game, with my friend, the same friend, we get like ten frames of delay, and it's vir- virtually unplayable. Um, and uh, you, you you know, hearing all this, right? You'd be like, oh, okay. Well, why don't developers just kind of switch to rollback netcode? It seems like the obvious choice. And you'd think that, right? It would make sense. It would make sense. I'm sure every like person who's listening to this who actually plays fighting games is just kind of bored to death at this topic. But for anyone who hasn't, I guess this is important to say. So, well, you got to realize like there are two types of people on this planet. There are people who play fighting games, and there's literally everyone else on the planet. Yeah, like so, it is as much of a niche demographic as all the Pathfinder guys who are like, "Hey guys, I know D and D's fun, and you guys are having fun enjoying <laughs> yourselves, but you should play Pathfinder." Hey, stop having fun and play this convoluted three point five <laughs> abomination. I mean, pr- I mean, to be fair, the races in Pathfinder are a little bit more interesting. I mean, oh it's yeah, not, you it's know, not like to be you fair. can. You can literally create uh, a tengu, you know, like the Japanese, the the owl people. Owl people. That's not what a tengu is. I was gonna say. I, I, anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Point being, uh, you'd think that would be the obvious choice, but still, you you see a lot of games, mostly from Japanese developers, <laughs> Japanese fighting games, come out with delay based netcode. And there's this uh, like concept. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I heard it on the Super Beast Cast. And it's like the, the, basically, if they didn't make it, if they didn't invent it, they aren't going to use it, even if it would be a fantastic tool for them. That, that's like, like some people's theory on it. Yeah, that's like not even an invalid theory either. Um, the thing I hear the most is because uh, in Japan, internet quality tends to be very, very good. Um, it's like very fast, 
And most Jap- Japanese they players... They need to use it. Yeah, and most Japanese players just tend to pe- play people who are also in Japan. So it ends up being very fast night code. Even on delay based, it's, it's just fine. Um, so they end up not really caring. And when all the Western players complain about it, they end up not really paying attention. It's... I, I, I don't know. Frustrating. Like, it's frustrating, right? Because, like... Uh, especially because, like, you know, internet in the West is a lot spottier, te- uh, usually, right? I, I'm lucky to have actually really good internet in my town, but I know in, like, some place like... Yeah, because you, like, live in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Yeah, he lives inside of the ocean. Yeah. In Atlantis. Yes, yes Atlantis. Yes. Atlantis is great internet. But, like, places like, I don't know, Milwaukee probably don't have the best internet, right? Actually, Milwaukee probably has fine internet. Any inter- any city that's large enough has okay. I don't internet. know what cities, okay, but uh, any like city. No, no. The oh. moment the moment Comcast in, uh, is the only ma- name in town. Like anyone that lives there in uh, Waldenburg, Arkansas, they probably ain't got good internet. Sure. Like they they have a lot of trouble playing the game. Also, if you play on Wi-Fi, die and get an Ethernet cable. But that's that's the point. Point being, um. Like many, the many point like being Western death developers. to red bars. Yes, but like many, many Western developers have used like uh, rollback in many terms. There's like actually like a license to one called GGPO, which is a pre-made system you can actually implement in your game for free. Like you just have to like code it to work with the GGPO system. Um, and a lot of a lot of devs have used that before. I think it, it's used in uh, Them's Fighting Herds, which is like a My Little Pony fan fighting game. Well, at least which it was is the best fighting game on the planet. It's actually no, it's still it's around. Hell, yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It, it was. It's still around, but it's not uh, an MLP fighting game anymore. Now it's its own like original thing because they got like an, well, a DMCA or something. Well, yeah, but then uh, Lauren Faust went to them with yeah. like uh, apparently concepts that never made it into the show. She's like, "You can have." Yeah, these. yeah, yeah. It's actually awesome. Uh, great game. I I will never play it. <laughs> it's got nine frame overheads. I don't want to deal with that. But yeah, um, what is nine frame overhangs? Overheads. Uh, well, you play fighting <laughs> games. I thought. Uh, yeah, but I only play good ones like Mortal Kombat. That's, that doesn't have any problems. That's still, it's a thing in Mortal Kombat. I'm sure. I mean, not nine frames, but overheads as a concept. Hey, yo, this bitch needs a block button. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, why have block buttons when you can just counter your opponent? Like, I play Tekken, and my fighter doesn't need to block because he can just duck and weave. You know, just saying. Yo, at based, that's what uh, Rivals of Aether is, basically. There's only, you, don't have a, a, you don't have a shield, you just have a parry. It's sick. Yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm, it. I'm, you're, you're I'm, I'm based. I'm sorry, block spammers. They don't <laughs> deserve to live. Block spamming is yeah. so funny. But if, yeah, fighting games seem really interesting. If only there was like some kind of resource we could use <laughs> that would teach us the basics of fighting games. Oh yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking about, man. It's uh, the Super Slam Sisters. What? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll fucking slam Dale's sisters. Hey, hey, he got the pussy, Tony. Ragabadoo. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's tell noises. me about your fucking video, you coward. <laughs> yeah, tell me about your video that you're working on. Oh yeah, I, I, we talked about this last week, didn't we? Didn't we mention it? Y'all did, and, and very briefly. But I know you've gotten uh, uh, further ahead. I have gotten sense. further ahead. I think at the time I had only made about two minutes of the video. I'm now at about almost seven minutes. Six, four, six hours. Six hours. Six minutes forty five seconds. Ish. Why is Shovel Knight in this game? Uh, Rivals, because yeah, it's sick. Yo, I'm gonna show yeah, Rivals real quick. Play, play Rivals it, of Ether if you like is Smash. Fucking Steven Universe in Rivals. It's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, uh, Craig is in Rivals though, and he's pretty Craig great. Craig is awesome. Anyway, play Rivals of Ether if you like games that are good. Uh, and you're tired of Smash games for little piss babies. Anyway, um, yeah, making a video about fighting games and about like how it, because I know it can be hard for new 
players to kind of learn concepts in fighting games, so I thought I'd try to make something that's like helpful for that, I guess. Hey, the so, frog, why should why should I listen to your video when I can watch Shroud's video or Donkey's video on fighting games or 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 uh, that that other guy Sky? I don't think sh- I, a- I don't think any of those guys have made fighting game videos other than just like I know Donkey's made some fighting game videos that are just kind of like little funny montages though. What what about Sky? I could watch Sky's fighting game video. Sky does wait, Sky does Minecraft or Sky Williams? Sky Williams. I don't think he's made one either. I love you, Sky. Please make Williams you black bastard. I like Sky. Sky's Sky's funny. Wow, are we gonna are we just gonna cut that? No. No, I I love Sky. I'm gonna cut that. I love Sky. Okay, okay, whatever. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, you white. Yeah, there we go. Like, you know, like, Sky's got plenty of things you can describe him as. He's, like, the only rational Smash player. Okay. Donkey's friend. Sky, please make a video, you gay bastard. How about that one? That he sounds much gay. better. <laughs> that is way less... Pre- that is way less prejudiced. It's the same. <laughs> They're both describing the politics podcast. I, I, too. I, too, am making a video. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm I'm finally you know I'm trying to make a video around maybe maybe I'll get around to making one a month probably not because fuck being consistent. Um, well, like we the fact that we've managed to be consistent with this podcast is just I don't even know. Yeah, especially since I'm doing all the work. Fuck, I'm lazy. Yeah, um, it's, it's well. Here's the thing: I would do the podcast, like, and I would do the video editing and all that, but you won't give me the password to your. Uh... You won't give me the password to your stupid-ass YouTube account. I mean, you can send I, him the video, and then he can upload it himself. Yeah. That's what I did for uh, my stream highlight thing that he did, which ended up ass just because the audio was so bad. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I had to do... If you watched that stream highlight, I'm sorry. You got to see a side of me that no one should see, <laughs> but you probably didn't get to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no. Mike was super quiet. Even though on my end, like during the stream, I could hear him just fine, the stream did not pick it up very well. That's on me. Anyway, if, sorry. It, it, I really wish I would have recorded myself, but Enzo probably didn't have audacity to record himself, so I didn't feel he like probably he does, going through all that. But it's okay, don't worry about it. But anyway, yeah, I'm making the video. It's going to be on Darling in the Franks. More like dating all the cucks. More like you got I em, hate dude. the show. I hate the show. I hate the show. I hate it so much. I hate it. I hate it. How so can much. a show about having sex with a Velociraptor be so bad? What? If if at any point uh, well the Klaxosaurs are themed after dinosaurs and the 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 Franks are actually made of Klaxosaurus corpses. Oh fuck, I hate There's a fuck I hate I so uh, the the whole episode. It's, the it's whole just video I'm it's doing, just Beast Wars with more cucking. The whole video I'm doing it's it's over the fucking twenty third episode of the show and there's there's like so much fucking bull. That's the episode where it just goes to complete and utter like bullshit. Like fuck. There's oh, the the fucking the Franks, which are terrestrial. Like like they're on Earth and they're fighting, but like in like that section of the fucking show, they go off into space for no good like fantastic reason. And the Franks somehow have like space versions, but like the guy who made Franks at that point was dead. So either this guy made space Franks before they went to space, which would make no sense because why would he make space Franks when they didn't have spaceships? Because uh, they could have just uh, escaped Earth that way instead of like whatever. 
the only other like 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 thing that could have happened is that they the 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 Klaxosaurs made space franks after these characters terrestrial franks but you th- that makes no sense cuz how would they know how to make a franks and also franks are made out of their corpses so why would they i i, I need i need to breathe this show hurts me i never watched that show i was going to watch it cuz i was excited for a trigger show and i just never started can can i talk about something that i hate now mike that i that i hate is it konosuba no is it liberals no it's even worse somehow no, I, Darn. I, this is a no politics podcast. <laughs> I've been trying to just mock everything. So, no, what, no. What, what is it that you hate? It, it is glitch text. What? What is, let's, what is, let's, what is that? All right, so, so for everyone who doesn't know, it's on Netflix, and it's this weird thing where even though being their, their, their own broadcasting company, Nickelodeon has been dumping IPs and animation budgets into Netflix for some reason. Like, and they've teamed up with Netflix, yeah. Has, has, did Nickelodeon die? Like, are they no longer a channel? No, they're still a channel, but like uh, they're just funding stuff for Netflix. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're partnering with Netflix uh, to stay alive and stay relevant. Well, that's fair because uh, Adult Swim had to put out children's television and become Cartoon Network. Uh, Disney had to consume everybody, so this this makes sense. Um, but yeah, so it's a show on Netflix called Glitch Text, and the premise of the show is like borderline Danny Phantom meets reboot. Sounds sick. And yeah, the, kind of actually. Yeah. The 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 premise is. Uh, basically, a company produced a game console that apparently occasionally glitches while they're playing their game. And apparently, they made their game consoles with nuclear reactors. What? Because every time it glitches, uh, an entire city block gets leveled by holograms that come up and, like, blow things up. Yeah. And uh, so the characters... The, the problem is, I, I couldn't even finish the first episode. And maybe it's like Stars versus the Forces of Evil, where it gets better after the first bit. But it was so... It was so painful. So I, I, I watched, suffered. I watched the first episode, and I almost loved it. I really well, liked it. Well, here's my problem with it. Because I... I, I ah, I'm a huge-time gamer. Like I, I, and I don't gamer say time. that in like the whole like I play Fortnite. Look out, guys! I've we got, got a gamer over here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I've I've been playing video games since freaking Mario on the Game Boy, like the actual <laughs> Mario Land. The main antagonist of the first episode is is literally Indian Ninja. I thought he was a. I thought he was black. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's coded Indian, but I mean, it's kind of hard to tell for sure. All I know is he's he gay. Even, doesn't he have the same color hair as Ninja 2? It's he's he's just Ninja. That's funny. Wait, wait, are we talking about the guy who like tried to cheat to win after he lost in the Mayan game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh so l- let me let me like here's my problem. There we're in a world where a lot of more millennials, uh my age group, who know what video games are, who know like what anime and stuff is. Uh, are allowed to make content. That's how we got Rebecca Sugar doing Steven Universe. Uh, we got Pendleton Ward. Like those are all millennials. They knew what they were doing. They know what they're talking about. I'm this really show... glad that uh, millennials were finally allowed to make content once gamers got rights. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, just let me expound. All right. So it's I'm sorry so that weird joke was sitting there and I had to say it. I'm sorry. With the largest gaming demographic on the planet making a show. Their understanding of video games is so far off, it's not even funny. 
All right. You can't pause online games. What the fuck? <laughs> no, you, you didn't watch it, Frog, but go I ahead. I definitely didn't watch it. Counterpoint, this is literally a show for children. Sure, but even a child should feel offended that, like, the detachment from reality about these shows. Like, the only game, they, they had two games that actually felt like games. And one was when the Asian girl was playing a rhythm game, Guitar Hero style. And yeah. the other was when that guy was reliving, like, fighting game PTSD. Everything else felt like, I don't understand what a video game is, but I'm pretty sure people commit hate crimes on them. <laughs> like, it, it was just... That's true. It was... Nobody on the planet plays a first-person shooter VR competitively. What? Like, even oh, yeah. VR, I mean, VR is a, a future joke. thing. Yeah, uh, it, sure. It, it's not, it doesn't take place, like, in the fucking 2020. It, it's, like, futuristic. It's just... The, the idea of the video games they were portraying, of, like, they actually were just insulting. Like, do you actually think gamers are dumb enough to play something like this? This doesn't seem fun. Like what? This isn't entertaining. You're mixing the point system of the 1980s arcade games with modern-day shooting elements. On top of that, puzzle platforming in a competitive game. Like, they just mishmashed everything that a bunch of boardroom executives high on cocaine think a video game is. And a bunch of millennials went ahead with it and didn't make any okay. altercations. Okay. But uh, another counterpoint, the show's for children. <laughs> like I said, even as a kid, if I watched this, I would feel insulted. At least Reboot, which, you know, 1995, took the games the kid was playing seriously. It was like, no. hey, this kid's no, playing... No, no! Yes, it did! <laughs> hey, this kid is playing a Daytona 500 game. Hey, this kid is playing a Submarine Seeker game. Like... Those games felt relatively realistic to a low-budget PC game you could buy for twenty bucks back in nineteen ninety-six. These the the characters and glitch techs are literally using like a super console with super VR, and you're complaining okay. that like like they're they're literally it, literally the game they are playing is fucking VR Fortnite. <laughs> Not even. It was like VR Battle Royale. It was like that's what, Cuisine Royale. That's what I just said. <laughs> no, you said Fortnite. When I think Fortnite, I think flossing and building buildings, like Lego with flossing. Lego with flossing is kind of funny. Lego, <laughs> Lego with flossing. But like, Lego, but awesome. Okay, so no, here's, here's, but on here's top the of deal. that, like, every, top- every concession they made in, in that, like, it, that's like even, that's not even like a big part of the fucking episode. Like, it's just, it's a tournament. Like, it, it literally, it literally exists to get the two characters, the two main characters to meet and then team up. And it's, okay, it's less than like five minutes of the entire, like, 40 minute first episode. Now, I'm ready for the part where I get crucified here for what I'm about to say. But, I felt the show was trying very, very hard to be diverse in a good way, and they missed the mark horribly. Yeah, you're about to get crucified. Like <laughs> I'm about to get crucified. Like the cast is incredibly diverse, but at no but point does it feel forced. It just yes, the main characters Mexican. The the no the, no the, it doesn't feel forced. I'm not I'm not I don't think it feels forced at all. What does this mean then? What does no, this mean? I feel like they were they were trying so hard to create um, organic characters that they actually fell into racial stereotypes. 
Like, what? the Asian girl is introduced, and she's trendy, wears fashionable K-cutie clothes, and she's playing a rhythm game, and she's good at fighting games. Like, <laughs> okay, well, she's not trendy, she's literally supposed to be a fucking dork. To be fair. She's super fashionable, though. Like, here's the thing, I hang out with plenty of actual, like... I mean, they could have just, like, ah! wanted to give, like, the Asian girl, like, rhythm and fighting games, because that's just, like, the biggest games... In Japan, it's rhythm games, right? I mean, they, maybe they they want Asian girls to kind of uh, like uh, relate to it. I don't know. I can see what you're going yeah, but like, for, but I don't. I haven't seen but the show no, but myself. like every every Asian girl that I know that is this that falls into like the whole like let's play these rhythm games. And these are people that I go to froyo shops with and play <laughs> Jackbox Party Pack with on Saturdays because they rent out the entire froyo place to play Smash Brothers and Jackbox Party. Sounds lit. Like. They wear their favorite, like, Inuyasha t-shirt <laughs> and, like, frumpy pajama pants, yeah. like, in public daily. Dude, like, that's, that's none literally of these the type of clothes like that Miko wears. What do you No, like, she doesn't. She was wearing, like, fashionable, like, almost that... You just uh, think is, she's fashionable because she got a fat ass. I don't. I didn't find any of the character designs appealing except for the guy's grandparents. Speaking of the guy, of any of the characters to, like, complain about potential racism, why are you oh, not yeah. talking about the I Mexican I work in a taco truck. That, yeah. Granted, a, it's a taco, it's like, it's like, it's a Mexican Asian, Asian fusion. fusion, which is, it's fair, but, like, but <laughs> that it, was kinda. No, it, like, yeah, and it was, it was really, it, it just... The way they depicted the characters almost felt less like people who actually interacted with the people that are these characters in real life, and more like a bunch of disconnected boardroom executives are like, we have to have diversity, because that's popular now. Uh, also the last time I saw Mexico of the first episode. Uh, no, I watched the fir- like the first half. I watched more than that. I gave up, but I watched more than that. <laughs> I watched that. the first half you of got most to the tournament of the and you didn't finish the tournament. So. No, I got through the tournament and I got to the part where they all got their minds wiped and I got to the part where Kimiko or whatever her name is is talking to the main character Kimiko. and he's like he's like, "No, I've been brainwashed. I'm an idiot." So I Based. like glitch text. Like I I I think the big issue with Glitch Techs uh, is that it has the cringiest sense of humor. Like, it's constantly making fucking video game references as jokes. Like, oh man, we're gonna level up! It's like, no, no, no. Referencing a game that... That's fine. Like, Gravity Falls did that. That, That's fine. Make up your own games and world because obviously you can't use licenses. Gravity Falls was perfect in every way. And how could they not use licenses? Disney owns everything. It's true. Uh, But, uh, Glitch Text, uh, specifically, I'm talking about shit like, oh man, we're gonna level up. And it's like, oh, it's like, every single time I hear that I'm cringing. And then I have to remind myself uh, something that I tried to remind you. Uh, This show is for children. (laughs) I mean, that doesn't mean they uh, exempt from criticism, to be fair. Oh, for sure, for sure. But the things, like, the things that Moth is complaining, and even the thing I just complained about, they're very, they're very small to the, I haven't like, watched it, so I don't know. Demographic. Like, they aren't, they aren't so distracting, like, especially the, the fucking diversity thing, you fucking weirdo. Uh, no, like, it, it, that's the thing. I don't have an issue with diversity, what I... My issue is that it doesn't feel like people who know the characters they're trying to create made these characters. It sounds like a bunch of, like, soulless boardroom executives designed these characters. And I really enjoyed all the characters. Especially Miko. To be fair, that is a problem in a lot of shows. 
Yeah, because you're just horny. Like, <laughs> honestly, if you were getting laid, you would not care about her. No, I, I, I think, she, like, her, think she, her personality is cute. She's a child. I cannot be horny for her. Speaking of being horny, let's talk about <laughs> Promare. Oh, that's 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 a pretty horny movie. Yeah, that's are, are we are we ending this? What? what? Are, are we ending this on Promare? Like uh, this, we can. this this was our last topic. So sure. this is once again Frog doesn't watch something when he's I supposed literally to. couldn't. What do you want from me? <laughs> this, there were tons of ways. You could literally like go what? on yeah.si no, no, th- and there download weren't. it. There there weren't. Like the the Blu-ray he watched, I literally he watched it the day after it came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I watched it as soon as I could, legally. Well, okay. <laughs> questionably. Well, <laughs> not legally. Not legally. But as soon as he could. Yeah. We got him a lending co- We got him a lending link, and me and him watched it. And uh, boy, let's just talk real quick about how not really gay the movie is. No, it's not very gay. It's pretty horny. In but fact. Not very gay. It would be better if it was gay. Arguably. If, in fact, in fact, if you deleted the, the, the female, like, the side love character, interest, that's not even a love and interest. And replaced, replaced <laughs> her wholesale with Leo and had, that would, that been would cool. just be a better movie. I would actually like that. Uh, You're right. I felt, no, she was necessary for subversion purposes. There's no subversion. But it was subverted. Like, No, it was, it was, everybody thought, everybody thought it was going to be like a standard heterosexual, like, dude gets the girl relationship. Yeah, but it didn't go anywhere with it. It didn't, like, turn into something else. Exactly. It, no, it completely subverted it because it was like, I don't, oh, he doesn't end up with her. He ends up with Leo. Something you have to set it up. They did. I mean, they they absolutely set it up. In, in that scene, are you smoking crack, (laughs) No, here's the thing. They set it up, but they didn't do anything with it. It wasn't subversion. It was just kind of dropping it. Well, yes. no, it wasn't dropping it. It was like, oh, man, they've set it up, so at the end of it, she's going to confess to him. They're but gonna they never even addressed it. No, that doesn't no. happen. She, no, her, her character, like, the, the like you see her on the ice lake, and she's like, oh, God, he's going to kiss me. He drops her and goes and gets the fucking dick. And then you pretty much don't see her again until she talks to her sister. Like, like there, there's no, like, romantic tension between the character. There's no actual... The only time it is is that ...set up for their romance. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the only one, and it was played for a goof. Granted, I should watch it again, it. but I, I I think that they pretty much just drop that whole thread early on and don't do anything with it. And I know the last time that fucking Moth saw it was when he saw it in theaters. So, like, <laughs> I know he doesn't have a fresh My, memory. What I think this. is... I mean, it's not very gay. I wish it was more gay. Because honestly, I think if they did change it to Leo, it would have been kind of interesting to see. What if there was? A, what, yeah, if the, I, what if the first time you got cat? First of all, uh, spoilers for Promare. Now we should say it. Um, no, there should be no spoilers. Yes, there for should be. It just came out. Now. No, but it only came out on Blu-ray like a month ago. Um, it's only been out for like six months. But on Blu-ray, only like a month. So, uh, spoilers for Promare going forward. Anyway, uh, what if like when he got kidnapped by Leo for the first time, like in the cave? What if um? What if right then they had a weird like tension moment? That would have been in- that would would have set things up for later. And yeah. and because they, they didn't like, never you could actually transplant because he goes to that cave and finds him. Yeah, you could just take and that scene was right after the romantic the scene, scene with the girl. So you could pretty much just yeah. kind of just switch it around a little bit, and it would work pretty well. I think maybe maybe during the the, the, the radical torture scene. <laughs> no, uh, but maybe when these when he's tied up, they have one of those weird dummy mommy moments, and they just kind of do that thing. There you go. No, like Ew. you guys, you guys are making the mistake. 
Like, you do not get visual storytelling at all. You feel like it needs it's to be It's not visual storytelling. Right it's in, just storytelling. You, you feel like it needs to be put right we in your face for you to understand. one cinema term one time, and suddenly everything is that term. Look, here's the thing. You have no taste for subtlety. Like, you have absolutely subtlety? no taste for the subtleness. Like, they have set up the fact that, like, hey, these two should end up together as a traditional storyline plot because that's what all the audience expects. We expect it. So in our mind, we are piecing this together and we are seeing the hints and we're going with it and rolling with it. It's like, oh, you know, hey, Gallo is kind of stupid. He's not going to realize that she likes him, but then they're going to get together at the end. And then they subvert it. Here's the thing. And they do it very subtly. And then in the end, he ends up with him and it's perfect subversion. They didn't end up with together, though. It was so subtle that it wasn't in the movie, you crazy (laughs) Exactly. It would have been a subversion. There it is. There is the subtlety that you need. It would have been a subversion if he did end up with Leo romantically in the end. Because then it would have been a kind of... He does end up with Leo romantically in the end. He, he gives him the Sleeping no. Beauty kiss of life. Yes, and he does that because earlier in the movie, Leo transferred his heat into a character, and at that moment, he has heat inside of him, so he transfers it to Leo. He literally just does, like, yes, that scene. there that you go, visual romantic. storytelling. No, it's a callback. Yeah, that's another that's another fucking cinema term that you should probably learn. It's, it's fucking All right, so give me It's a parallel. There you go. No, no, what's a callback? Well, a callback, a callback is when you call back, when you reference an earlier part of the film or series to make a point. With a different, yeah, not even to make a point, just a callback is whenever you reference a previous scene with a different context. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so is a callback whenever Naruto thinks about the swing? No, that's a flashback. Yeah, that's a flashback. Uh, what's the difference? Because it's not in a different context, it's just the same swing. No, no, no. It, that's that's showing the same thing. We're talking about having the same setup, but in a completely different scene. If, for example, so, okay. if if, so if Naruto if, was in, in like in Shippuden when he's all adult or whatever, was sitting on that same swing coincidentally in a, some different context, then it would be a callback or a, uh, yeah. not a callback. Yeah, yeah callback. Yeah, sorry, callback. Exactly. If he was okay, sadly so in sitting this context, on that swing, that scene from Promare is not a callback; it's a flashback. No, what? Do you, what are you listening? You talking about? <laughs> What are you talking? <laughs> the worms have had. It's a completely different context than 100%. It's like. It's a different scene! Yeah. <laughs> it's not even the same location okay. or anything. Or the same character. Well, then, it's yeah, then, the then, then it's not a callback. Then why is it? It's just. It's visual storytelling. Ah, okay. This man thinks callback and flashback are the same thing, despite being explained explicitly that no. they are different. No, I think it's more of like uh, what's I think I think parallel is also a fine term for it because it's like yeah, see, like a parallel is good. Like, hey, he kissed this guy. That means he's open to kissing other dudes. So I'll kiss him. The person that he kissed in the, the beginning of the was movie a girl. was a chick. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was definitely so a girl. Much. Uh, but okay, I just. Now I want to fucking... Can we please talk about Deus Ex Machina and how it's the coolest thing? Oh, I love Deus Ex Machina. That was funny as hell. That was a fun. Where they joke. actually named the vehicle Deus yeah, Ex yeah. Machina. Yeah, yeah. The mech in the end, the end by the by by the guy who was a Deus Ex Machina is called Deus Ex Machina. And and also like whenever they're whenever he's like, so when did you build this robot? He's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so perfect. This movie it's, it's, is like barely written. But in like a very fun way. It's it, it it is it is right up there with Redline as far as like enjoyable cinema goes. No, I mean I haven't. I, also, I, I should I truly really should watch Redline. That's a crime from my on my part. But 
And and actually, in in the movie, when Gallo's riding on his bike, that's a callback to Redline when the main character is riding on his bike. Cinematic parallels. <laughs> that's not a parallel. That's just a coincidence. So so isn't isn't it really cool when the Deus Ex Machina then becomes the Leo de Gallo and it's just Gurren Lagann? It's just Gurren It's just Gurren Lagann. It's, a, well, it's that's just all the trigger the does. Everything is a callback to previous works that they've created. For the most Holy part. shit, he just used callback correctly. Yeah, actually. Well, we should end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> cool on my head, boys. Let's get out of here. All right, yeah, like, everybody. Uh, like, I crawled out of the ditch. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I'm back, boys. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite thing... Uh, I mean, other than the fact that, like... Before, actually, you know, first of all, not everything is a callback because I think the, the the first like original feeling, like fully original feeling thing they made, despite being like a, a, an adaptation of Gridman, it was Gridman because that was actually didn't really. Oh, that's not an adaptation. That was uh, a sequel or a whatever, or like a, a, yeah. a follow up or something like that. It was not. Yeah. No, that that was a parallel. That barely had any. I mean, it had a couple little references here and there sprinkled in, but it was very much. It had a no. Actually, it had a shit ton of references. You just didn't know that. Well, no, I mean to other like to other trigger stuff. I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was kind of a cool change. Like they had like the Gynax kick and stuff and things like that. But and the Gynax arm cross. Yeah, the Gynax arm cross. That was all there. That fucking that gives me a boner every single time I see it. I love the it. kick. The kick's my favorite thing. Oh, I was yeah, kind of sa- oh, oh, speaking of which, the kick in in uh, Promare is there, but it's a total bait and switch where they just kind of start yeah. they do the pose and they land and it's like super unimpactful. And it's because yeah, they try and like fucking break through the hole of that yeah, ship as yeah, it's yeah. rising, and it's and just a fucking. It's, it. Oh god, I was so hyped to see the guy. Next, I was like, "When's the guy next shit coming up?" And it came up, and it was the worst. And I was so angry, but it was funny. All right, see that we'll that, see. that that's subverting expectations. That, yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, just like the fact that Leo and Gallio, ended but they up didn't. Together. They they didn't. They should have. Like, that's why I, I would have. Like I'm gonna movie. tell you right now. My Pixiv account says they ended up. That's the, yeah. So does my Twitter feed. Yeah. I get it. I would have been happier like, if there was actually some more implications that they went together in the end because that would have been kind of interesting if they had set it up 100%. earlier prior. Anyway, well, but they did. You don't remember the part where Leo like kills Galio and then turns into a girl and like stares at the stars with the rest of Galio's upper torso. I only like, remember the part remember where all. they punch the planet to pieces, and I mean, and I mean, peace. dude. I oh I love my favorite part of the fucking movie is the fucking we're gonna fucking set the world <laughs> on fire and that's like the rising action like <laughs> we're gonna burn you alive. Guys, with our what do love. we do to stop the fire? Fire, <laughs> because <See>. friendship. <laughs> See, I felt that was more of a reference to trans rights right there. I don't get it. We've been the We Hate Anime Podcast, <laughs> the only podcast that really wish Moth would fucking die. I've been your host, English Mike. Moth is dead. Frog is alive. Uh, please uh, like and subscribe and comment. Your interactions makes the algorithm happy. Please leave a review on iTunes. Please download us. Please share us. Tell your boss about how... You fucking want Moth to die. Please, now, please wait, wait, kill Mike, Moth. Mike, 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 please do me one favor. If Raid Shadow Legends ever approaches <laughs> us, do not take the sponsorship. I don't care how desperate we are. Oh, you best believe I'm taking that sponsorship, I bitch. will not. I will scream <laughs> autistically into the entire audio clip while you're trying to plug, like, Raid. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you the heads up so that the, I, in that case, I would just do like a pre-roll and put it in the podcast. You I would find the pre-roll and I would edit the file to just be <laughs> screaming, don't listen, it's a zeitgeist trick. He would dark web my PC. I would dark, I would actually download Tor all over again just to have like a Tennessee hitman come to your house in Arkansas and just like break your computer. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter, please. <laughs> Actually, don't follow. If you follow me on Twitter, you're gonna have a bad time. If you follow Frog on Twitter, you'll have an okay time. If you follow Moth on Twitter, you'll slowly be driven insane. I like Moth's Twitter. Uh, it's fun. Uh, yeah, it's twi- like the least offensive Twitter. Like, what are you talking Moth's about? Offensive. Least offensive. I, I, excuse you. Just today, I reached 150 followers. How many do you have, Moth? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm not offensive, and I don't plug to political bullcrap. I'm not offensive either. I just think trans rights are human rights. That I'm the only thing I've shared that like wasn't my own content in the last <laughs> month is Alien Hominid gameplay trailer and the art you did, which got a like from the guy who made Alien Hominid. Oh, We're very made proud me so of happy. you. Sorry, my content is all just uh, frog videos Oops. and Asakusa drawings. So. And Zoomer memes. And a lot of those. Really bad Zoomer They're memes. They're really good Zoomer memes. You see the one about, um, Chungus Ball? <laughs>